start. Good evening, everyone. This is a new episode for uh, 7 5 2021. Uh, this is Jim Wilson of uh, Detroit, Michigan. And this is uh, Eric Smith of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. How's everybody doing? Welcome to another broadcast of uh, Beyond Science Fiction. Uh, well, Loki in reality. <laughs> uh, what do you say, Eric? How about cluing everybody in on episode four, I think, right? Yeah, well, we uh, I think we actually, the last time we talked, we talked about ep episode two. Uh, there yeah. was an episode three. Now, episode three actually didn't have, in my opinion, a whole lot of content from what I could see. It was kind of a bit of a filler episode, personally. Yeah. They basically spent, uh, they ended up escaping and ended up on that um, that planet Lamentus, I think is what it was called. Right. And they were right. just basically yeah. trying to escape it. And the only thing I really kind of took away from that third episode was when they approached upon um there was a house they approached on where there's a uh, an older woman that was in there and uh anyways the obviously the older woman didn't trust them and you know shot them with some kind of some kind of weapon that basically set them back onto the ground but she made an interesting comment about both of them being devils so yeah we've always made the depiction of loki being um associated with satan himself so um that's kind of a hint or maybe a, a clue for the audience you know as to what a loki is it's basically the embodiment of satan so now on episode four there was quite a bit more going on and um a couple things um it takes off uh where the that planet lamentus is about to be destroyed and the the Lokis had basically exhausted every option of trying to escape the planet, and they were sitting there waiting for their their destruction, right? And uh, of course, the TVA is monitoring uh, for any type of anomalies and nexus points to happen. And for some reason, you know, at the beginning of the episode, those two, the, the female and the male version of the Loki, they somewhat became enamored with each other i guess which is ironic and uh that was enough to trigger a nexus event and alert the tva and the tva literally showed up <laughs> at that moment to pull them out of there and bring them back into um where the tva operates out of um so they end up putting loki um in a almost like a little multi-dimensional uh place where basically the time continued to loop yeah like a time loop right time loop uh almost like a place of imprisonment that the time literally loops and he basically relives the event of uh, of interacting with i think it's another norse character uh lady sif i think it was where mm -hmm. I, apparently at one point in history he had cut the hair off of uh off the back of her head and she literally comes walking into this room and literally you know beats up loki and then she walks out of the room and then it continues to uh Jen, Jen. To, to go over and over, over again <laughs> and now obviously yeah. the tva is doing this uh, as punishment but before uh, loki was put into this imprisonment he tried to tell uh mobius i think is what it was, his name is the well, guy yeah yeah uh that hey got you're being lied to um 
you're all, all variants. Of, you're all variants, and you all have been kidnapped. You're all from Earth. You're all variants. Right. Yeah. Right. You had a past life. You it was taken from you, and then, um, you know, and then, uh, I think what happened after that is, uh, Mobius actually was doing a little bit of investigating, and he it started to click with him that oh maybe what Loki is actually saying is is in fact true. Um, so he's doing investigating and finds out that, um, based on video footage that Lady Loki, um, could actually read people's minds and find out that they had past memories of their life. And he caught the video footage of that, um, and that the TVA was actually trying to cover this up. And when, uh, he, he went back into that time loop and pulled Loki out and basically said, uh, all right, I believe you. And that's when um, I forget what the commander that's above Mo Mobius, uh, I forget what her name is, but uh, she basically decides to purge or prune, excuse me, prune is the, the term prune. with her with her tool. And you think in the movie or in the show, you thought, well, well when they get pruned, they basically are wiped out of existence. But right. apparently that is not the case. Right. Um, so anyways, this commander brings uh, the two Lokis before what they perceive to be the uh, the time timekeepers, the three. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's interesting. They're having the conversation and um, at some point a fight breaks out and um, they end up basically knocking the head off one of these timekeepers. And but just before they got knocked off, the head got knocked off. They made some comment to the Lokis, "Hey, we want to bargain with you in regards to what is going on." So that's it. Seems a little strange that the, the timekeepers will want to actually bargain with, you know, these two Lokis. These whoever these Lokis are, they're 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 they're, they're clearly a pain in the butt um, to them because they they're going throughout time um, making all this mischief. But during that end of that show um they're fighting for their lives and they're they're basically killing the other tva uh agents in that timekeeper room and the male loki ends up getting pruned and then we see kind of a, a, a cut scene where he wakes up and it looks like it's actually on earth but it's um it's an earth where New York has been kind of destroyed because you could see the Avengers tower in the back right, right. around. And it was um, obviously battle damaged as, as much as the city was. But what was strange is there were additional Loki variants standing over him there. I think there was one that was, uh, I think, you know, African-American. Uh, he had a, a version of Mjolnir, which is what Thor had at that hammer. And then there was a kid Loki. And then there was the, I think the, the more the older comic book Loki, uh, an older looking version of Loki. And then there was an alligator that with a, had a Loki, you know, cr crown on it. So I don't remember what the alligator thing is about. I think there's actually a, a comic spinoff of, of where Probably we're going to know more uh you know, there's going to be more to come later on in the episode. Sure, you know, with, but it it, you know, it, it it looked like it was some, you know, I, you know, we're going to find out in the next episode what that that place, those variants are actually right. locked in. Um, it might sound confusing for some of the people that aren't familiar with the this whole episode that haven't ever watched it, is that 
what this where this is going is it is it is as we're beginning to understand space time dimensional manipulation in a real sense from the bible what they've done they want us to learn and know these things now where before they would cover that up and hide it but now they want us to know it but they wanted us to know it on their spin where literally I mean, you know, I even thought, Eric, that we might have to pray before we watch any further episodes beforehand, sure. because I do believe that if I know the last episode for me, it was very troubling. Afterwards, I just sensed in my spirit, like a vexation of my spirit. And I think that there's supernatural um, empowerment by watching these things that can overcome you, even on our level of understanding that we need to guard ourselves from. Well, um, I think the biggest thing we have to think about is, you know, what you're actually seeing is there's there's sympathy being driven for the yes, Loki's. Yes, for the devil. Yeah, for, for the, the devil. devil himself. Like he literally, he had no choice. Stuck. He has no yeah. choice in this. This was right. always right. going to be his downfall. God is a big bully. You know, I, that's I, I could see them throwing yeah, that slant towards yeah, us. They're making it as God is the big bully, uh, that the final authority above the three ultimate high ones is an artificial intelligent computer who's making all these determinations based on pure logic, not based on love or anything that our, our God the Father would be based everything on, on love and protection and provision for us. But it excludes that, and it really makes a mess out of that you can't believe what you hear, what you see, or what you think you know, and it just makes reality really fuzzy. And uh, unfortunately, the only balance to any of that is to know what the Bible literally actually has to say about all this stuff. And it does have something to say because this is part of a threat against our faith. So God isn't going to leave us like orphans. He's going to give us every answer. If we're open to it, we just got to re-examine the scripture and see where these things are. And um. Man, they do such an excellent job of really confusing reality and really putting a spin on all of this so that we end up having sympathy for the devil. We start questioning our own reality, our own uh, individuality, and our own relationship with the ultimate power, which would be our Lord. They make the, the Lord in these three overseers as horrendous dictators yeah and it looked like they lopped the head off of one of them i mean uh, you know and it ends up being that these three are actually just artificial intelligent robots themselves man oh man you know i in from a biblical perspective you couldn't get more blasphemous than something like that and you you look at three three robots you you could think you know father son you know the the trinity type you know that's, set up that's there. Yeah. But so, we know this. If 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 Satan is at this point getting ready to turn make himself up to be the victim, well guess what, guys? He's about to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. All you gotta do all you gotta do is cheat and look at Revelation 19th chapter to see, you know, how it all turns out. Yep. And uh in Jesus' own words, he says, and and when you um and when these things come to pass. The world, uh, oh, come on, now I'm getting, a, when you see this come to pass, know that I am, I am near, or my coming is near, and he says, uh, uh, 
if you want this to end, go into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole world, to the whole world, and then the end shall come. So if we want all this weirdness to stop, we stay focused on the fact that that uh, we know our God, we know our, who we are in Him, and continue to reach out to others to bring them to the saving knowledge of Christ in spite of all the weirdness. But we need to take a look and try to prayerfully understand this stuff. Quantum physics is intimidating. Most people think it's so hard to understand, and it really isn't if you let the Bible walk you through it. The Bible interprets itself by itself, and it can be rather simple and not as complex as our scared minds seem to think. Oh my gosh, I'll never understand it. Yeah, you can. Um, you know, it can be a reality. It can be understood. So, so anyways, uh, so with all of that, you know, we know from um, Amos 3-7 that God is not going to let anything happen until he reveals his plan to his uh, servants, the prophets. And we've gone through that also that who are servants, his prophets. Those are those that are faithful, that are established, that have a recorded history of uh, walking the talk that they're talking and then talking the walk. So um, when we see the different, you know, people, the three that I always mention, but now we're seeing more everyday average people that are having dreams, having visions, having um, uh, things that that in all my, you know, I've been dealing with this stuff for like 25 years with the paranormal supernatural, and I've never seen so many people starting to have dreams about the rapture, dreams about the alien rapture, and it's amazing. Now, that's where, um, Eric, you found and told me, Jim, you got to go check this out, and I went and, and I checked out the website. It was about this young African-American girl that had a dream about being left behind in a rapture that was included the idea of aliens so maybe you can tell us sure. a little bit about what you found yeah um before i include on that i just want to mention that you know myself i've been having you know what you know initially i didn't understand what the dreams were but it was always you know after a while i, I kind of figured out the perspective that i was being shown was that you know okay this is a rapture event i'm going to be personally impacted by it um, I'm going to stay behind, you know, so, um, but, you know, for some people that have that, um, experience on some of the YouTube videos, you know, they're panicking, you know, what, what am I doing wrong? Why am I not being included is it's because, you know, some of us are called to go in this and some of us are called to go through this great tribulation and, exactly. you know, so we can be the end time warriors that God has called us to be. So we, we haven't done anything wrong. Just consider the calling to be kind of a, I guess, in a sense, a greater, greater calling. But anyways, to the dream that I wanted to address that Jim mentioned. Um, so on YouTube, uh, the frequency of rapture dreams are, are continuing to increase. And I happened to come across one. It was an African-American girl. It was within the last week here, I, I believe, if I remember the timestamp on it. And basically, she's um, in her house. And it's, you know... Uh, and there's, I think there's other family members in her house, and all of a sudden she uh, she hears a trumpet sound, mm -hmm. and she notices uh, some of her family members have just literally randomly disappeared. They were in the middle of doing something, you know, within the house itself, and it was just their clothes, you know, laying on on the bed or laying on the, the floor or whatever, almost. Ex yeah, the example of like, you know, when you, anybody that's seen Star Wars, you know, when Vader hits his lightsaber against um, Obi-Wan Kenobi and then 
his body is gone, but the clothes are just sitting on the ground. That's the way that this lady basically kind of described it. That their clothes were left, but they were gone. They had basically been taken up almost in, um, I, you know, some of the rapture dreams talk about, you know, in white, white orbs or something like that. They're gone. The angels are taking them. But the moment this disappearance happened, she happened to look out the window as that trumpet was calling and they disappeared. Uh, it was all kind of in tandem. And she looked up and there was there was basically UFO ships all over the place in the sky. So the thing that Jim and I have talked about is that when this real rapture happens, Satan is going to counter uh, with his UFO alien type rapture as the cover up to the real one so that they can actually set the precursor. Uh, uh, basically, all these people I've taken, and there's obviously UFO and, and aliens, and you know we obviously going to have to accept that, and and they're trying to nullify you know God and what He was doing with the real rapture. So we're seeing more and more examples of that um, showing up on on YouTube, and this is something Jim has talked about for quite some time, um, far prior to me even being able to see any. Thing out there that actually would indicate that we actually are going to experience a UFO alien rapture, but that is what we're going to see. So, you know, in, in 2004, on a live TV uh, recording in Roswell, we had a conference, Ancient of Days conference, and uh, I got kind of uh, uh, pinched into sharing a dream that I had, and, and uh, the person that did it was trying to make it show kind of how foolish it sounded but i'm glad that it was on there because it was you know it, it has a stamp of 2004 um before anything or anyone ever heard of any kind of a new age uh, type of rapture and so i was i had to explain it to everybody so it was on record in 2004 now in my book i have always said that there would be one based on what the lord showed me back in 1996 so that's copyrighted. I got it recorded in 1996 that I'd been saying this all this time. Now we're actually coming to uh, a point where all the setup is there. And I'm glad that I have this documented that way back then is when I you know, first knew this was going to happen. So I've been waiting 25 years for this to happen. And now I see it and I'm almost like it's surreal. I'm like in a third person situation um, outside of it, really seeing it starting to happen. So uh, now there's dozens. You can just type in alien, type in, um, um, you know, the rapture. And people are having all kinds of dreams with an indication that this is just like right around the corner. We're not talking about 10 years from now, 20 years from now. We're talking about months, days from now, maybe even uh, like an urgency that, you know, this is it. So yeah. it's really, it's really interesting, but you know, when I one thing I noticed, and you hadn't noticed it, was some of the comments on her. You know, when she was having this, then there were others in the audience, just everyday people, and they were saying, you know, I had a dream like that too, and it's one that really piqued my interest. I go, oh my gosh, I got to tell her this. About this guy was saying that he had a dream that there was some kind of a war going on in the physical, you know, heaven uh, out in space. And he could see it, and it were vehicles fighting each other, like a a, uh, in a war outside of our atmosphere, but in actual space. And he said he saw one of the vehicles had United States air 
uh, United States Space Force written on the side of it. And so he was kind of, isn't that kind of uh, unique or crazy? I'm going, oh my gosh. Yep. You and I have been talking about is going to happen sometime. And here we got a guy that's dreamed this dream. I mean, like, I'm like excited. Um, sure, somebody, people are going to say that's just bat crap crazy, but you know, they've been saying that for the last 25 years that I've ever been doing this. So it's like, man, thank you, Jesus. Here's a second witness to what we have been saying. And because they're not being said by what profound, super special people, uh, you know, with something extra. No, God has never, he's used the everyday ordinary. Sometimes actually he says that he prefers to use the foolish to confine the wise, the, the things that are of no effect to make no effect the things that are. Well, you know what? That's perfect qualification for all these people that are getting on there. They're not just, um, you know, getting on there to uh, have a famous moment or hopping on some kind of crazy bandwagon. They're sharing their heart of what they really literally have been shown recently now i'm sure that there is always an element of people that would do get that kind of stuff but um that's not what we're seeing here we're seeing christians that are known established love the lord have uh the fruits of of all of that relationship going with them that are saying this is what we're seeing um you tie that in with some of the other ones that that one woman i think it was either on your post or um Somebody else's, and we both end up posting it. The woman that was warning those that are coming against Trump now, pastors that are coming against Trump now, that that yep. after this set, they're going to be held accountable for not listening to the prophets. Um, well, I, it's not even that. It's just that it, it, it'll be part of that. But the, the, the sorry, I keep, I keep getting there for some reason. Um, but basically, literally, these pastors will go to fight this process. Yes. Once he goes back in and that's that's going to be the kind of the wake up like what's wrong with you guys? Why don't you understand God's plan? You should exactly. know God's plan. Yep. What are you doing? Who are you? You know, um, yeah, <laughs> they're, well, there will be a little bit of that. But it, <laughs> the, the prophetic thing basically said a, a lot of these guys would will end up being removed from their position of authority. And a lot of them will be literally removed from the face of the earth by God himself for basically standing in the way. So that's not a threat on my part. I'm just saying that God's going to deal with the situation with these um, clergy members. So. Well, all throughout the Bible, God has always used his prophets to proclaim what's going to happen before it happens as not as a threat, but as a warning of preparation toward repentance. Right. And you look at anybody and everybody that ignored the prophets. It never worked out too well. No, in fact, they've they've uh, the pro anybody with any prophetic type gift, um, they will be ignored, ostracized, and they are not part of the church. Um, mainstream, mainstream okay. whatsoever, because mm -hmm. well, because it doesn't. They're not, they're not accepted, you know, and yeah. it, um, it doesn't fit the comfortableness no. of this. It's not going to drive a lot of money into those places. <laughs> no. no, and to take a stand for these things, as uh, most of our audience can relate to, as, as they are ones that have also had received these same kind of understandings, is that you're certainly not going to do it to win friends and, po and be popular, because that's not going to make you popular, and it certainly is going to make you win friends. Right. Um, 
you have a price to pay for speaking these things out. But I think at this day and age, the Lord's trying to encourage all of his children that that have been gifted with understanding the things that are about to beset the whole world um, to continue being happy to plant seeds. Don't let anybody discourage you. Don't let anybody uh, question your sanity or anything. Just keep telling what God has told you to others and planting the seed. It doesn't matter how they take it. Um, it, I think with the importance that we do it with grace and mercy, truth and love. Right. Always. And we we don't impose our will upon them to to believe this. You just plant the seed and, you know, even if they flat out reject it and, you know, think you're uh, a bumbling idiot, you know, uh, let it be. And, you know, it'll, it'll, the seed will sprout when it's time. Yep. So I know my own personal leading, I'm involved in some stuff that's pretty strange, you know, and and I think when you say, okay, I'm a leader, well, you know, a leader means in, in a military wise, you're the point man. In other words, you're going to be out there first to experience things first so you can help others to get through it as you're going to get through it. And also, you're the point man where the enemy's going to attack you first so you can see what's really going on. Um, but God's going to make the protection and provision for you. And then you impart that to others as part of being a leader. So people are always anxious to be a leader because they want to maybe um, be known or, um, you know, have their day where of usefulness in a sense, in a godly sense. But you also, what comes with it is you're also the target. <laughs> so yeah. it ain't going to be easy. It isn't necessarily going to be fun, but yet it can be fun. Because if you really are grounded, you really know who you are in Christ. It gives you the strength to keep going on. When you hear that one testimony of a life change because you planted a seed, that keeps you to keep pressing forward to keep going on. But when you know not about God, but you know him personally, and you know that every day you're, you're in a right standing with God, it takes all the focus off of you and puts it on to going into all the world and preaching the gospel. It gives you the confidence to continue on. Um, some people, I'm so weary. Everybody's just making fun of me. They think I'm crazy. I feel all alone. Well, be encouraged. So did every other prophet that God has ever given a message to, to to be sent out. So you're not alone. And I think as we see the days coming, we are to get together all the more. So I guess this will be our official announcement that very soon, I'm talking within two weeks time, we're going to start a Sunday Zoom meeting for anyone and everyone that's interested in um a UFO church. I guess I'm going to have one. I mean, that's, that's ministry, that's right? So yep, that's what one. it's going to be. So I can't do it anywhere else. Even the the ministry that I work with, I love those people, but you know what? They they've got other things going on that they have to deal with. I it wouldn't be fair to me to to proclaim that stuff there, but that's why I need to fill the gap. And you and I both, so pastor, assistant pastor, however you want to look at it. Uh, we are going to be presenting a Sunday sermon. It's going to be centered about what we know, why we know it, and how to be encouraged to continue pressing forward. So we're going to be addressing several different things. We're going to be addressing the scriptural backing of what we're doing, why, what we know, and why we know it. We're going to uh, impress on the spiritual leading of how the Lord has led all of us with testimonies. I want group participation with everybody that's going to be a part of it. We're going to have discussions over it. It's not going to be just me or you preaching a sermon or a teaching or anything 
we're going to give a little bit of a tidbit out and then we're going to present it as an open program for all of us to let iron sharpen iron where we can all learn from each other where uh i know so many people uh excellent researchers that are all alone in their countries i know one in england uh, i mean i'm sorry one in scotland and one in ireland and my gosh they're no further away than two states in, in uh united states and i want to team those two together so iron can sharpen iron. I want to get all, everybody else um, knowing each other so that they can start talking to each other, whether it be on Skype or whether it be email or, or Facebook or whatever. Um, this is how we're going to get strong is by drawing upon one another and, and sharing ideas and thoughts. And I just see that this is critically needed at this time. And so within two weeks, we are going to start. Um, I don't, let's see. I think we're kind of we're going to ultimately call it Petra, but uh, I will have to explain in a couple of sermons just why I would you know even use that term, and uh, it'll be pretty cool. So everybody, I this is this is a new hope for you. I I hope it's going to be encouraging for you. I know many uh, my local friends uh, from Facebook are going to be probably elated over the idea that we're going to have our own little church where we can go and talk these things over and not be looked at as being goofy or weird. Uh, of course, we're all goofy and weird. That's why we are doing what we're doing, and we get to all be nerds together. Goofy yep. and weird. We need the fellowship. So, amen. So, all I right. guess you know we've wrapped it up for one episode, and boy, I'll tell you, it's going to get get just crazier and better as we go along. So, all right. All right. So, everybody, um, we're just going to end in prayer, and and uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, even in the midst of all this calamity, I'm excited because God's working and he's moving. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you right now. And Lord, I pray that you'll just have your anointing upon this new uh, Zoom Sunday church that we're going to have. It'll be at two o'clock in the afternoon, by the way, folks, um, Eastern Standard Time. Um, Lord, just have your anointing be upon it. Just draw the people that are feel lonely and isolated, wondering why they know what they know and what are they supposed to do with it. Or they're so tired and weary because people have made fun of them. They've been ostracized and, and ghosted away from fellowships and everything. Help us to be a fellowship and an entity unto ourselves, Lord, as part of your church, a part of the called out ones. That we might encourage one another, and that we might draw strength from each other and to form a unified body that can stand together in these last days uh, firmly in you, knowing your plan, knowing your will and helping others to find out the same way what to do with what they have. We just thank you and praise you in your mighty and precious name, Lord. And as all these crazy things from the enemy is thrown us, at us, help us have the simple logic and reasoning that can be come from your word to refute these things and to show how we know that whatever three it is, it isn't some stupid robot. It's a father that loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we could enter into the inner courts of your mind and be a part of you and your as your bride. We just thank you and praise you for that, Lord, in your mighty and precious name. Amen. Amen. God bless everybody. We will see you in. Uh, no, actually, we're going to do another podcast tomorrow, probably. So we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Good night and God bless. <laughs>